Hello and welcome to the Audio Epics podcast. I am Domin. And I'm still Eileen. Yes. And uh, for today we have a short little episode, or at least I think it's going to be short, but you never know, um, in which we answer some of the questions sent in by our lovely listeners. And um, the first of these questions comes from, well, first, of course, we start with questions that were submitted by our patrons. And the first one comes from... Joseph Stowell, who is one of our Grand Generals on the Patreon community. And what was Joseph's question? I would love to find out more about the character Gustav. Like, are any of his stories real? I feel like it could be a spin-off series. Well, that's <laughs> a great question. Joseph. Yeah. So, in Witch Hunter, um, Ludlove meets a character called Gustav Finsterdunkel, um, who likes to, you know, um, tell tall tales in which he features as the main hero. And, uh, well, whether any of his stories are true or not, uh, well, that remains kind of an open question. But if you want to know more about him, we have some good news. Um, there will be more of him in our next story, which yes. will take place uh, before Witch Hunter. So it, it will uh, yeah. actually be how Ludlow and Gustav met for the first time. And uh, it takes place before the Beasts of the Western Wild. So yeah. um, our patrons already know this exclusively, what the story is going to be about and what the title is going to be. Yeah. And, and again, you know, whether his stories are true or not, or to what degree they are true, uh, well, we kind of like to sort of leave that, leave that as an open question. Um, I like to think that there's always a kernel of truth in there, hidden somewhere amidst massive exaggerations <laughs> uh. yeah we, we kind of have ideas about that and we have actually thought of um, making a spin-off so at some point yes we really want to make a spin-off uh, with uh, Gustav as the main character um, and uh, actually uh, the idea of a series might be interesting because we uh, we were thinking of um, just a standalone spin-off story but yeah who knows maybe a serialized series with a couple of episodes. Yeah. The fun thing about it's a good that, idea. Fun thing about that is that it could be very different in tone. When you have Gustav as the protagonist, um, I think, yeah, it would be very, very different. Okay, and then Amy Austin, who is also a Grand General and who was our first patron ever, sent us actually a bunch of questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Uh, we love that you're so enthusiastic and... And you have so many questions. So what's the first one? First question is, um, what is the age difference between Ludlov and Samina? Their relationship throughout is one of father-daughter, friends, and even a bit romantic. Samina is in her early 20s and Ludlov is in his early 40s. So I guess you could say that he is old enough to be her father, but only just. So that gives it kind of attention, I guess. Yeah, because, um, you know, we all know couples uh, like that. <laughs> sure. But, um, well, the way I'd like to think of it is it's, it's just, it's a character din dynamic that I really like. That was also in The Will of the Woods. A male and a female character um, who have a, a deep bond that is sort of the core relationship of the story. But it's not an overtly romantic relationship. There's an element of tension in that 
And again, you know, like like with Gustav's stories, is there perhaps some romantic dimension to it? I like to leave that open to the, the listener's interpretation. They certainly care deeply about each other, but yeah, it's it's kind of it's part of what makes it quote unquote romantic is that it isn't explicitly romantic, if that makes sense. Right. Like they did it with Scully and Mulder for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, for the X-Files fans out there. Yeah, but the aim was obviously that they should end up together Yeah, at some point. Th- yeah, I, I think that was kind of a, a growing tension. Um, here I see it more as... I mean, I, I, I would never imagine them as a couple. Um, that, that was never where the story was supposed to be going. But yeah, I think it's just that there's multiple dimensions to their... Uh, Perhaps a kind of mentorship also, in a way. Yeah, it's it's just it's this mysterious connection that, that happens. And um, I, don't, I don't know how, how, how else to put it. Yeah, and I also think uh, without spoiling anything that if you reach the end of the story, then you actually learn that there's... There is this bond between him and, and Samina because of uh, her likeness to someone he loved. So, Right, right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, there's that element. And of course, um, as for um, father-daughter, well, yeah, I guess you, you, could, you could see that in it as well. It's kind of um, multifaceted. Okay, um, so uh, next question from Amy. Uh, where did your inspiration for Ludlov come from? The inspiration for Ludlov, well, it's it's uh, multiple things. Um, as I've uh, mentioned before, I like uh, the Warhammer Fantasy setting, Warhammer Fantasy roleplay in particular. And in that game, you could play as a witch hunter, and they had these illustrations in the books, etc. And I just loved the the whole concept and the look and the feel of that, you know, with the the, the tall. Uh, broad-rimmed hats and everything and and just well the, the whole uh, there was a whole look and feel to that kind of character that i i found very intriguing and then uh, funny funnily enough um i saw the movie van helsing <laughs> when it came out in 2004 and um in that movie uh hugh jackman who, who plays van helsing had a kind of sort of thing like that going on but unfortunately the movie went for this totally kitsch campy over-the-top pulpy approach which i mean okay that that's what they did but it kind of made me think oh man with that kind of a character this this you know mysterious monster hunter type character who you know i thought you, you could do something much more much cooler with it. Yeah, something with more depth and a bit more character, and I mean, not as not as ridiculous, <laughs> basically. Um, so that's that's really where the inspiration come from. But then later on, I found out about this character Solomon Kane. But then I was already writing it, uh, and um, I think I'd, I'd even already finished the first version of it when I found out that. Actually, the witch hunters in Warhammer, etc., they were all inspired by Solomon Kane, who was this character 
um, from stories written by the guy who wrote Conan the Barbarian as well, uh, Robert E. Howard. And then uh, there was a movie that came out of Solomon Kane, which I watched, and uh, I, I did like that. That that movie made me say, "Yeah, that's that's sort of more like what I was thinking of." Um, yeah, I loved it. But, but so, did did you dislike Van Helsing? Uh, I I kind of I thought it was entertaining, but it's uh, it, just you felt like you could do much more with the character, what you you Jackman's character. It's entertaining if you really switch off your brain. <laughs> Which is kind of nice from time to time. <laughs> it is what it is. That kind of takes us to the next question. Um, how long did it take to write Witch Hunter? Well, before I answer that, first let me have a sip of my tea. Which is um, calming tea. And the label says, be giving, forgiving, compassionate, and loving. <laughs> You're filling your podcast with stupid wisdom from tea. Yep. I'm drinking, um, I think it's called licorice root tea, because I kind of have a um, heavy stomach. Not uh, root leaf juice. Yeah, root leaf juice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Totally um, get a company to produce it. And then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, to answer that question, actually, we had to do a bit of research um, for this. Yeah, because it's been such a long time since. Yeah. I, I know when I met you in 2007, it was finished. Which one? The first version. Yeah. So, to be more precise, originally, Witch Hunter was an audio drama that was three and a half hours long. So that's a lot shorter than what it is now. And the idea for that came back in 2006. And I, I, I managed to write and produce that in one year because I had a lot of time on my hands back then. And then sort of gave it a rest. The first version uh, we made with music from movies in it. And we didn't have our own score yet. So I used music from, uh, you know, movies like Batman and, uh, <laughs> and, and maybe even Van Helsing. I'm not sure. <laughs> and, <laughs> Probably. and so that's what I'm, and I kind of made it for my own entertainment. Um, and, and, you know, friends, etc. But then, um, I wanted to, you know, be able to release it to the public. And uh, and Peter came along, who made the wonderful score for it. And, you know, that was a few years later. And then we released that. And then we won the Ogle Award in 2010, which was a, a podcast award. And after that, that's when I started thinking, I'm not really happy with this version of the story. Um, there was all kinds of stuff wrong with it, but... One of the main, I didn't like the ending. I, I was very unsatisfied with the ending. And I felt like the the setting had a lot more potential for more depth and more detail. And there was more that could be done with it than this three-hour audio drama was able to show. And so I started rewriting it as a novel 
But first I did that in Dutch because I was thinking of publishing it over here in Flanders. But then I realized that um, the, the audience for people who like fantasy is much bigger abroad. And so I wrote it in English and I, and then I thought I, I missed the audio part of this. And so <laughs> then I thought, okay, we have to do this as a dramatized audiobook. That's when that idea came up. And we did a crowdfunding in 2014. And that helped us to create it. And so we finished and published it in April of 2016. That's the story of Witch Hunter. As for the Beast of the Western Wilds, that was a lot quicker. Um, uh, the idea came and six months later it was written. And um, four months later it had been recorded and edited and it was online. It was the Beast of the Western Wilds just was a smooth ride. Came much more fluently than Witch Hunter. It didn't come that fluently. No, okay, but more fluently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean the the many false starts of Witch Hunter it's it's a long and boring story as you've probably just noticed. As for The Will of the Woods, um well, that started way way back as The Basins van het Wout. Um, which actually translates as the creatures of the forest. But, you know, we wanted to keep the alliteration, and so the English version is called The Will of the Woods. That was... I don't know. I, I wrote that very quickly. It, I had an idea. I was inspired by a, a tree that I had seen in the park <laughs> and, uh, and the illustrations of Brian Froud. Uh, for the dark crystal etc and okay i thought i have this fairy tale story that i want to write it went very quickly and then i got stuck at one point in the story it was with the rats right and the, the, the mirror yeah yeah so originally um when Marilia um needs to uh find that mirror to well the wraith has to look into the mirror to see his past Originally, the idea was, well, they have to find the mirror and it's hidden somewhere in a mermaid castle on the bottom of the lake and they have to get there. But how do they get there underwater? And in the realm of Queen Lyagora. Yeah. And so I had no idea how I, how I was going to, to do that whole part of the story. And then if, after months of just being completely stuck... I just thought, you know what, I'll just skip it. Let's say the rats already have the mirror. They got it in one of their raids or adventures in the past, and they have it in their treasure room, and there it is. And I think maybe two weeks later it was finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and sometimes the easiest solution is just skipping something. <laughs> but it, it, sh it could be a, a very cool spin-off. Actually. How how Captain Winkai found the mirror? Yeah, make Captain Winkai the the main character. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a that's a good idea. So we made that. That was in two thousand seven. We released it on CD. Um, the CDs got sold out. We made a new ed edition on CD, then gave it a long rest. Uh, did Witch Hunter? The CDs were in Dutch as well, right? 
Yeah, the, the Dutch CDs, yes. I remember um, especially, um, well, they were in Flemish um, Dutch, which is uh, what we speak in, in Belgium. And um, the Dutch, so from the Netherlands, they really liked the city. So actually, I think most of the cities got bought by by Dutch people. Yeah. And when we asked them why why they were so popular in the Netherlands, they they told us that they thought our accent was cute. So yeah. So this is a maybe a nice uh, little tidbit, but um, yeah. So the in the Netherlands and in Flanders, we speak the same language. But we pronounce it very differently. It's sort of like UK English versus American English. Yeah, because we, we also have uh, a slight difference in vocabulary here and yeah. there. Yeah, like like UK versus USA. Like our word for <laughs> is actually their word for <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> yeah, makes exactly. things complicated <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. But the the, the 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 way Dutch is pronounced in the Netherlands is it's a much more of more, more of a harsh and guttural sounding language like something spoken by orcs or something whereas our version is very soft and melodic and we're more like the elves. So um <laughs> I I hope they don't delete the YouTube video because of my language. Maybe we should put bleeps in it. <laughs> Yeah, it was very shocking. I'm, I'm deeply shocked. <laughs> yeah, I feel kind of embarrassed. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, and so, yeah, and so we did the English version of The Will of the Woods. After which, Hunter, this is getting complicated. Anyway, we finished that in 2012, because um, that's when we won the Ogle for Will of the Woods. And then we first published it on SoundCloud or something, but then finally we put it on YouTube in June 2016, and it's been there ever since. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Putting it on YouTube was the best decision ever. Yeah. It really was. That's that's really how we got an audience. I think most most of you discovered us through YouTube. Yeah. And and I Sorry, and I, think, I think I know I think I know how, but that's that's you know for another question that's still coming up. So yeah, okay. What's the next question? I thought maybe uh, since we've been talking about how long you've been writing these, and we've been talking about different editions, um, we could handle the the next question from Amy first. What made you decide to do these books in English? Right. Well. Flemish people are a lot like hobbits, as we've mentioned before. And hobbits are not very adventurous. They like, you know, football, as in soccer, soccer you yeah. would say, in the United States. They like um, cycling. Yeah. They like beer. beer and French fries and money. They like money. Yeah, they like money a lot. Yes. And uh, also they like grey bricks. And they like auto-tuned popular songs. So my point is that Flemish people aren't very imaginative. And um, they're not. there's just not much of a fantasy culture here. Um, so that's one reason why we did it in English. If, if we mention Tolkien, then... A lot of people would think we were talking about an illness or something. 
No, I mean, Far away it, it's it's changed a lot. It's changed yeah. a lot. But but back in the day, it it really was like before that. the Big Bang Theory. Uh, we were like aliens. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, geekdom is everywhere now, and it's over here too. But it's um, certainly it certainly had a, a, a difficult journey into our country. <laughs> but uh, actually, that's that's a, a good way to put it. Um, when things get here, it's it's fine. It's like the the final stage, right? When things get right, popular yeah. around the world, we are like the, the last people to to start because we we just like to keep quiet and watch the rest yeah. of the world and see if this works and if it yeah. really really works and everyone's doing it then we might try it yeah i mean that that's what flemish the flemish are like today it wasn't always like that back in back you know in in the 17th century very different story but today that's what we're like and yeah okay so there's that there's also of course the fact that there are about um i don't know there are about 6 million flemish people and uh, about i don't know 20 million dutch people um so i don't know how many people in the world speak dutch there's some other countries where they speak dutch suriname and we're not <laughs> mathematicians but we kind of assume that there are a lot more English-speaking people in the world than yeah, Dutch-speaking. basically. So we thought if we, we like to have an audience, um, that's another reason uh, to do it in English. Plus, we, we love the English language. We both uh, studied it at university, and we, we didn't actually meet there, but we did have a couple of the same courses, yeah. and we, we actually did the same. We have the same study background, let's yeah. say. It's, it's probably funny if you're listening to us because if you, you hear us talk, we probably have a kind of a weird accent. But well, that's because we aren't native speakers, so we know we have accents. We know we we are and aware we're of truly our sorry. Yes, about we are aware that. of our accents, um, and I know we we sound we sound super Euro trash. <laughs> Euro trash. Okay, but but Amy had another question. Yeah, um, so did you both take classes to become audio actors? No. So, no, we didn't. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> we didn't. Uh, we, we <laughs> uh, that's it. <laughs> shamanic languages and um, Domin picked uh, linguistics and I picked literature. Um, but I, I always loved acting. I know when when I visited my grandniece, we were uh, making our own place in the in the attic, and as a toddler, um, and in primary school, I, I know my my first part in a, in a school play was a tree in um, <laughs> in Snow White, and then I played the fairy godmother when when I was like seven um, in in Cinderella. Then I did some amateur theater. Um, I I still know my my. Actually, my first play it was a graduation project. I think it was about 16 then. Um, and then I, I started doing these acting and musical classes, which I really enjoyed. I joined the musical group uh, and then um, I did theater for children, um, which, which I really enjoyed because children are such a really grateful audience. I, I really love them. Uh, and then I think I I quit amateur theater and I did some improv, 
a lot of improv in different groups. And then, yeah, as soon as we started producing these audio dramas and dramatized audiobooks together, I I kind of felt like, yeah, I was I was satisfied. I could act again. And, and I think voice acting is really, really cool because I'm kind of shy <laughs> and it comforts me to to hide behind a, a microphone instead of being on a stage it's a lot more comfortable so so actually i i kind of i kind of like it and you can really push your limits that way also because of audio epics and um the parts we we play in it ourselves we did get uh, some voiceover opportunities afterwards and that made us start our voice uh, over company based on our experience with um, with voice acting so that was that was great and yeah i i would really still like to work on accents very hard because um to domina kind of comes more naturally but i think uh, my accents really suck they're all over the place and uh, also i think it's kind of hard to act a part really well to immerse in a character and then uh, think about your act accent as well. I think that's that's like when you start driving and you have to think of all these little actions you have to do at the same time. It's it's kind of like that. It's, it's really hard, but you know it's fantasy that helps. Yeah, uh, for me, um, well, I can do an accent if I can read it. You know, I'm I'm much more in my elements and much more at ease if I have a written text in front of me and I know this is what I have to say versus like now when I have to sort of you know improvise it doesn't come as fluently and 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 exactly. that's when we get these bizarre um in between accents that we have that, that that don't really they're not quite English they're not quite American they're just kind of this European mishmash of influences and, yeah I think I can pull off a more realistic accent if if um, if I've got the lines in front of me. Yeah, that makes sense. It's uh, it's easier. Yeah, when we when we get a, a script from uh, from a client, it's for a YouTube video or a, yeah. a, a commercial. That's that's a lot easier to do than than just. But but it, the fact that we're doing fantasy is kind of um, it is kind of a, a nice save because um <laughs> i wouldn't dare to for example say oh you've got to play a guy from glasgow or <laughs> you know or a guy from london whatever i couldn't couldn't possibly do that in a way that's believable you know um i guess ludlow sounds kind of english um but i don't think i mean I, I don't think if 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 an actual person from the uk would listen to it they would say yeah it's kind of this vaguely english sounding type accent but mm. stop really real what a real english person would sound like yeah so so that actually answers our next question question already uh did you pick fantasy to cover up your horrible accents so we, we've covered that um i can't remember who sent it <laughs> <laughs> i think it was you <laughs> no it's a joke <laughs> so um the next one who sent us questions is matt patain and he's uh, the only creator in our Patreon community. Uh, he used to oh, be which we mean he has the creator tier. Um, yeah, which is the highest tier. It's the yes. ultimate. Sort of the, the patrician tier. Yeah, of so you team. got the saint and then you have the creator. It's like, yeah, master of the 
of pa- the universe. Patron community. <laughs> yeah, the master of the patron universe. <laughs> so um, we're going to um, use his name, uh, by the way, in, in our next story, because that's what we promised. That's what we promised. And yes, we have. We have. An we idea. have. Yeah. We know how we're going to do it. Yeah. And also we're, we're helping him um, monthly with his, uh, with his own writing. I'm very curious about that. We're very excited uh, to meet him, actually. So uh, here goes uh, his question. Do you have any interest in doing a short story from any other character in the universe? Well, uh, as we've already mentioned, uh, yes. yes, Gustav uh, would, be, would be a cool idea. Um, if, of course, um, <clears throat> Aaron, who played Gustav, wants to take part in it um because he did it so well um i think the character just a a lot of people really love the character it's 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 um because of his performance for a big part i think it would be nice if we could get him for the the next one we don't know that yet we also we we don't know um whether it's going to be full cast or, or just the two of us um these are things we'll have to decide uh while we're doing it but actually, I've I've had I mean in my mind I have thought about you know other sorts of characters and and locations that could you know you know that are part of the witch hunter world that that could be their own thing, you know like or the world of the witch like uh, yeah. Captain Winkai. Yeah, exactly. Like you just yeah. said, um, or the monster. <clears throat> I mean, or even like like a full version, a full drawn out version of the story of. You know, Santa Gwendala or Wolfen. You know, kind of these uh, historic historical shorts, something like that. Yeah, not no, not necessarily a short. Could be a full length story. You know, um, right. kind of like the legend of Valhelm. Um, or the life of some saints. Yeah, exactly. How this or that came into the world. Yeah, um, yeah we might. We might. We might. So there's so many possibilities. And he says, or perhaps something from Ludlow very early on in his career. Yes, well, actually, our next story will be exactly that. It, it's going to be going to take place when Ludlow is still an initiate in the Witch Hunter Order and he's about to he do his have final exam. The title of Witch Hunter yet. Yeah, he has to do his final exam. <laughs> and uh, it will be much like. Uh, the Beast of the Western Wilds, uh, lengthwise, perhaps a bit longer. We're not sure yet. We'll see. Um, but it will be something quite different from Witch Hunter in tone. Yes, it's going to have a different tone and feel, but we don't want to, you know, create too concrete expectations. Um, nope. It will still have uh, Ludlow in there. So Yeah. Ludlow's in there. Gustav is in there. And uh, we hope it will be, a, a, you know, an exciting adventure that people will enjoy. Yeah. And if you want to know uh, more about it, you might consider joining our patron community. Because for just $1 a month, you can just be part of it. Yes. That's $12 yes. for an entire And, 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 and if, if 10,000 people join us for $1 a month, then we get $10,000 a month. <laughs> <laughs> then we can just quit yeah. our jobs and make a and we lot, can, we can hire, a lot of audio drama. We can hire Tom Cruise to play Gustav or... Nah. <laughs> something like that. Nah. <laughs> he's ancient. I think he's... 85 or something. 
Yeah, we we saw that we saw that movie, The Mummy, with with Tom Cruise uh, recently, and I thought, man, he's old. He he shouldn't be playing these action heroes anymore. He should be playing something like the father figure, the mentor, you know. Yeah, they have the Hemsworth brothers now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is another thing. Um, so then James Bruce um, on YouTube also asked a question. He says. I wanted to know if Seven Peaks is supposed to be part of the old world Warhammer setting. It's very in theme, Smiley. Or is it inspired by Warhammer? If not, what inspired it? The answer is, yes, it's definitely inspired by Warhammer, but it is not Warhammer. No, because we would get sued if it were Warhammer. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> you know, like, um, there's this um, tabletop role-playing game. It's called Zweihander. And it's basically like an open source version of Warhammer. Basically what they did was they took the, the atmosphere and the feel of the Warhammer world, but then, you know, made did their own thing with it. But it was very clearly inspired by Warhammer. I guess Witch Hunter in some sense is a bit like that, except I think the, the more the world of Witch Hunter becomes detailed, The more it's filled in, the more it becomes different from Warhammer and more of its own thing. Yeah, every every new story we create just makes the world bigger. Yeah, and and more detailed and and more different. Yeah, from the but, but yeah, the, the truth is that originally I I had thought of I'd like to do a Warhammer story, but then I thought oh, I can't do that because uh, you know maybe I can't really put it online because then there will be copyright issues. I didn't know. So I thought, you know, why, why don't I just do my own thing that's kind of Warhammer-ish? And plus, that's how it started. Plus um, it was more the Warhammer atmosphere yeah. and that appealed to you, right? Not not yeah. really like I want to take all of those creatures and, no, just and locations and then... Um, sort of the, the gothic fantasy feel. And the witch hunters. That's sort of what I took from Warhammer. That's it, really. That's that's kind of everything. So, but but here's the thing I, that I wanted to come back to is um, this question that James asked at least once a month. Someone asks us that question, <laughs> and what I noticed is that the reason why witch hunter got discovered on YouTube and why it got you know for us you know a lot of views. For our, by our standards, at least. The reason is that so many people were looking for a Warhammer audio drama. And um, and they found us instead. And then they thought, hey, this is, this is cool, I like this. And they continued listening. Yeah, so a lot of listeners are uh, big Warhammer fans, we've noticed. Yeah, uh, but weird thing is, another question that's come back uh, again and again is people saying... You should do a Mass Effect audio drama. <laughs> I don't know why, but they always say you should do Mass Effect. I don't know why that is. Me neither. But um, yeah, we, we're, we're not going to do any sort of adaptation of an existing IP. Um, no, we have too many ideas. <laughs> yeah, but also I, it's kind of like I don't want to be stuck in this sort of fan fiction Type. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
you you can't ever do anything official you know and it's not your own you can't really do your own thing with it so with witch hunter i could do whatever i wanted because it's it's my world it's just inspired by warhammer and then last but not least um delicath vrenita i hope i pronounce his name correctly from youtube asks the following uh are there plans to continue the witch hunter series just uh, finished both the prequels as well as the main arc a couple of days ago made work infinitely more enjoyable enjoyed the blend of music sound effects that also helped set the scenes missing from many audiobooks and especially the stellar work of the cast so uh thank you um that's wonderful thank you um and yes of course we do have another story coming up it's another beast-like spin-off that much we can spoil uh but not i'm not gonna say anymore Patrons know the title, because patrons, as you know, are sort of these superhumans. Yeah. And the patrons have a rough idea of the time frame and what the story will be about. So, uh, yeah, there will be more. And, and of course, we've mentioned uh, The Word of Wolfen already, which will be the direct sequel to Witch Hunter, which we have already outlined for a big uh, part of it. So um, yeah. that's something we will be working on, but it's... It's more ambitious than a spin-off, so yeah. uh, we'd like to take our time to make it the best it can possibly be. Yeah, it, I mean, it's not like we're uh, like we've decided to oh, we're gonna drop Word of Wolf and I'm gonna do this instead. It's more like um, we, for our patrons, especially, we just wanted to do something that we knew we could realize within the year. So our deadline is March 2022. Uh, then our Patreon page will have been around for a year. And so by then, the next story should be out. As for the word of Wolfen, um, we'll be working on that as well, of course. Um, we'll keep on working on that. So, yeah, that, that was actually all the questions uh, we got. We, we did uh, create a, a background video presentation. Uh, so a background uh, video presentation on Audio Epics, uh, which is on our Patreon page as well. So, yeah. And uh, we also did a video where we went over the, the world map right. and showed some of the countries, um, some of which will be in the next story. Yeah, so if you, uh, if you don't like surprises and you want to, not, not that we're actually uh, spoiling anything, but if you just want to, um, yeah, see, see the, the process, the writing process and the ideas developing and, and, get these regular updates on what we're working on, uh, yeah, you might consider becoming a patron. And you can ask us all kinds of questions because we're very accessible. So, yeah, you should join our community and be awesome. All right. So uh, we hope you've enjoyed this and um, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.